I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 447 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, this week I have got something very special for you guys, a highly successful father and son team who are both first-class fathers, Deepak and Gotham Chopra, join me on the podcast here in back-to-back episodes. First up is today's guest, Gotham Chopra. Gotham is an author, filmmaker, entrepreneur, and the co-founder of Religion of Sports, which is co-founded by Tom Brady and Michael Strahan. Gotham has created a six-episode documentary series about Tom Brady called Tom vs. Time. He also directed and produced the brilliant Kobe Bryant documentary titled Kobe Bryant's Muse. Gotham has also directed and produced a documentary about his own famous father, Deepak Chopra, titled Decoding Deepak. And Deepak Chopra will be joining me here on Friday, so don't miss out on that. Gotham Chopra is well regarded for his documentary filmmaking skills. He's working on some incredible projects. I'm excited to have him here with me today. Gotham Chopra will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. Okay, and you guys heard me say it right there, Friday on the podcast, legendary meditation and self-help author Deepak Chopra will be joining me here on the podcast. It's hard to have a conversation about meditation and not mention the name Deepak Chopra, so please don't miss out on our conversation about fatherhood dropping on Friday. All right, and it's just really a big honor for me to have both Deepak and Gotham Chopra joining me this week on First Class Fatherhood. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Make sure you guys are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. I'll be hitting you guys with a lot of upcoming guest announcements. I got some bangers on the way. If you are enjoying Enjoying First Class Fatherhood, please go hit me with a rating or review over there on iTunes or Spotify, wherever it is that you enjoy listening to the podcast. That always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day. Right here with me, I'm going to be right back with Gotham Chopra. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, if we learned anything this last year, it's that building health and immunity is more important than ever, and that all begins with what you put on your plate. Belcampo is on a mission to revolutionize the meat industry for the well-being of people, the planet, and animals by farming meat the right way with certified humane, regenerative, and climate-positive practices, which means it's better for you, the planet, and the animals. That's a trifecta that I'm proud to be a part of, and right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can have Belcampo sustainably raised meats delivered right to your door using my promo code FATHERHOOD at belcampo.com forward slash fatherhood and get 20% off your first order. Go visit belcampo.com forward slash fatherhood, use the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout, and save 20% off your first order at Belcampo. Joining me now, First Class Father, Gotham Chopra. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks for having me, man. I'm really excited to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Let's uh, let's kick it off like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I only have one. He's 13. He just turned 13. Um, and uh, so that puts him in seventh grade right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah. I, I got four kids. I got a 13 year old in the mix myself there. What kind of sports or activities is he into? He's big into Taekwondo. That's probably his big, you know, he's a second degree black belt. He's been doing it for a number of years. And then he's recently, he's also gone through this huge growth spurt. So basketball is his sport. He's pretty good. But what's interesting is he basically, because of the pandemic, hasn't played competitively like five on five or anything like that for a couple of months. We're all kind of waiting to see because I think he's going to be pretty good. But, you know, because he's just he's big and sort of really filled out recently. Um, but, you know, we're waiting for the other side of this thing. Yeah, a lot of sports, a lot of everything been affected by the whole pandemic. So uh, let's just do this here, guys. If you could take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. So I'm the co-founder of a company called Religion of Sports. Um, we're a sports content media company. I co-founded it with Michael Strahan and Tom Brady. Um, you know, I'm a huge sports fan, always have been my whole life. But, you know, when it comes to storytelling, I see sports as this incredible backdrop through which to tell stories, you know, about human potential and, you know, really the best versions of ourselves. That's what athletes are. Um, and also all the lessons when I mean, we were just talking about my son, like, you know, the thing I talk to my son about all the time is like, listen, you know, it's the, the likelihood of him becoming a professional athlete is minuscule. But still the things that you can it's the reason we put our kids in sports programs is because it's about, you know, um, accountability. It's about failure. It's about resilience. Those are the things um, sports really teach us. And that's really at the heart of like all the, the content we create. So I work with a lot of elite athletes from, you know, I worked with Kobe to LeBron, Tom Brady, obviously we have a new project with Simone Biles. Um, but the stories we tell are, you know, grounded in what makes them human, not what just makes them mythic. Yeah, documentaries are awesome, Gotham, and and I know that too. It, it also with my kids, it helps learn with uh, with teamwork, how to work well with others. It's, it's great, even though, like you say, even if the kid's not going to be the next uh, Kobe Bryant, at least he's getting in there and he's learning how to work with a team. There's a lot of fundamentals of life that can be learned through a sports team. So, um, I agree with you there. And so, a- along this journey that you've had here, about how old were you then when you became a dad, and how did becoming a father change your perspective on life? Uh, so my son is uh, 13 and I'm about to turn 46. So, um, you know, I early 30s is when I had my first son or my first kid, um, my only kid. But, um, you know, I what I always sort of what I think I realized, you know, is having a kid taught me to see the world outside of myself. You know, it's it's just natural, like, you know, that we see the world from this point of view. That's how I grew up. And but I think once, you know, you have a child, like you start to see the world from their point of view. You start to certainly see the future. Like what do I, you know, what's the legacy I want to what's the kind of work I want to do? What kind of service can I be? Because, you know, my child is going to inherit this. And so I think that's really like what changed everything for me. Um and I it you know, it's, I think a lot of people sort of put off having kids because they're like, I need to be ready. I need to like, it needs to be the right timing. And what I found is I was one of those people too. I think we're all kind of those people, but I found like things started to fall into place for me professionally, personally, after, I, because, you know, the kid is the most important thing in your life. It becomes an organizing principle, right? You start making choices based on that. And, and so for me, it just was like this incredibly, um, um, synchronicitous thing like just everything started to fall in place after I had my son yeah well said and that's one of the things I try to encourage a lot of the young dads that are about to be dads that listen to this show here I try to bring on all these heavy hitters you know a lot even sports guys themselves like Deion Sanders Kurt Warner's been on a couple 
couple of times. These guys that have really just crushed it in life. And they say, you know what, despite these amazing accomplishments, it's really only been through the experience of fatherhood that I've gotten this sense of fulfillment in life. So that's really um, what, what I'm trying to cover here with the show is to say it, it is something to embrace, not something to avoid. Uh, what, what would you say, uh, Gotham, are the top values that you're hoping to instill in your in your son growing up? You know, so the things we talk about, you know, we've talked a lot about it this year, obviously, with the pandemic and with schools being shut down, remote learning, all this stuff, is we talk about resilience, you know, like, again, using sports as the analogy, the best, you know, baseball players in the history of, uh, of you know, hitting, they fail the majority of the time, the vast majority of the time. If you're a 300 hitter, that's Hall of Fame, you know, standard. The other seven times you're striking out, grounding out, flying out, whatever it is, you're, you're quote, failing. But it's the ability to get up, get back to the plate, take another swing. So we talk a lot about resilience. That's the, what I say is like we're taking away from this year. We're taking about resilience. Um, I think the other thing we talk a lot about is like don't take yourself too seriously. You know, have fun. Like what are the things you're most passionate about? Um, and and how do you really like, you know, focus on that? And, you know, I've never been one of those parents that's really about like, well, you got to, you know, study hard and you have to even the things that you hate you have to really i mean i think focus and discipline is important but i also think like joy like you know um one of you know i, I work with a lot with tom brady and one of the things he says a lot he's at his best when he plays with joy so i think that's the other thing is like just sort of have have fun and then i guess the third thing you know um you know like my wife and i joke all the time about our sons like you know the one thing we want to do is like don't raise an asshole <laughs> is like be compassionate be empathetic be giving be grateful for everything you have and be of service and so you know when you look out at the world and you look at like the many things that are going wrong right now you know it's not someone else's problem like how do you be of service how do you recognize a problem and then be part of the solution let's say that's the other thing you know we we talk a lot about in our family yeah good stuff gotham and i had the honor i had a chance to speak with tom brady at Super Bowl 53 media day this year. The, uh, it was the last three media days. This year was all virtual. I was in the virtual room with Tom. Didn't get a chance to, to, to speak with him this year. Uh, but that has to be uh, quite an experience for you to work with these high-level performing athletes. Now, what was the genesis of the religion of sports? And what, what have you been able to personally take away from, from working close together with guys like Brady, uh, Kobe, Biles? What's, that, what's the takeaway well, for you? I mean, the, the origin of religion and sports is me. You know, I basically grew up in Boston, Massachusetts as a diehard sports fan. I was the first one in my family to be born outside of the Indian subcontinent. So I'm first generation American. And for me, you know, becoming a Celtics and Red Sox and Patriots and Bruins fan was part of like, it was cultural assimilation. You know, it was basically how I became American. And then my father who's Deepak Chopra and has had sort of an illustrious career kind of in the spiritual realm and all that. I used to tell him early on when I was a kid, it's like, you know, everything you talk about in wisdom traditions, like pilgrimages and cathedrals and mythology that exists in sports. If you're a sports fan, you know what it's like to be part of a community bigger than yourself. The other side of that is the athlete, you know, he, you know, and you talk to some of the people you mentioned, the Kobe's, the Tom's, LeBron, Simone, et cetera. They feel, you know, they were put on the planet to do this thing. Like it is the best version of themselves. So for me, look, I, I'm a huge sports fan, so I love working and I love like, you know, being part of the electricity of like, you know, Tom Brady. We, we did a um, a series a couple of years ago called Tom versus Time, which is following him as he pursued another Super Bowl at the age of 40, at that age when everyone says, no way you can do that. So 
you know, as a narrative, it's great. But also when I looked at that, it was like, and, you know, I think it's like what you do great with this show. It's like, well, what can I what can I learn from him that applies to my life? No matter what I do, I'm never going to be, you know, the football player or, you know, I worked with Steph Curry um, a couple of years ago. I'm never going to be the shooter Steph, Steph Curry is or the athlete. But, you know, there are things that the way they attack their craft, that thing that they were put on this planet to do, that I can apply to my life. I can even apply to parenting, something like that. Um, Tom talks a lot about that himself. Is like, what has he learned on the field? You know, one of the things he talked about after losing to the Eagles a couple of years ago is like he realized for the first time, you know, he's lost Super Bowls before, but he had never lost them as a father. And all of a sudden he had to like sort of see it from a different side because his kids were looking to him emotionally. Like, how is he going to react to this? And he's like, you know, it it was something that he thought a lot about. And it's why he was able to deal with that loss. And a year later, you know, win again because he was able to sort of say to his kid is like, hey, we did the best thing we could on the field. Now we have to learn from it and rebound. And and he did. So, you know, that's what I love about sports, too. It's like, what is the, the wisdom we can mine from sports um, to the rest of our lives? Yeah, good stuff, Gotham. And yeah, I, one of the difficult things this year, like I was able to speak to the players right after they stepped off the field from playing in the Super Bowl. And I, and I talked to a few of the guys that lost it. So ask them like what's the takeaway here from this loss that you could teach to your kids like I always try to relate my content back to fatherhood and stuff so uh difficult moments but it's usually where those are the best that we learn best when we fail it seems that way to me so and I love what you do here it kind of reminds me of like um uh, thinking grow rich Napoleon Hill who gathered all the, the 500 of the world's biggest uh successors and, and figured out what is the formula to the success it's kind of like that if we could tap in uh, to these athletes and not necessarily become the next LeBron but find out what it is. They leave these clues behind that, that, that lead to their success. So I, I think it's awesome to get that insight, like with the Tom versus time, and just to get a chance to see inside the mindset of these guys. Because when they are on top of their game and it all works together, it's, it's, it's incredible to watch. Um, and, and just pulling it back into you as a dad here, then Gotham, what type of disciplinarian are you as a father? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? All right, dads, my pillow has got so much more to offer than just the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. But don't just take my word for it. Here's my wife to tell you her favorite product from my pillow. Honey, what is it? Well, I love all the my pillow products, from the robe to the towels. But my absolute favorite, hands down product, is the my pillow mattress topper on our king size bed. I have the best sleep since owning that topper. It's like sleeping at a spa resort, and I can't wait to sleep on it tonight. And I look forward to seeing you there tonight. And let me tell you something right now, guys. Happy wife, happy life. And this mattress topper has been a game changer for me. That's a guarantee. And speaking of guarantees, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? First-class fatherhood listeners can now save up to 66% off. That's right, up to 66% off your order using my promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD to save up to 66% off or use the 800 number. That's 1-800-875-0219, 1-800-875-0219, and your savings will be applied instantly. Visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD, and save up to 66% off your order at MyPillow. Hey everybody, McConaughey here. Check this out. Now, I've been in this life for 50 years. I've been keeping diaries of the clues to life's riddles for the last 35 
Recently, I worked up the courage to sit down with those diaries. So I took a one-way ticket to the desert and 52 days later came out of there with this book. This is a love letter to life, but it's also a guide to finding a state of satisfaction and success that I call catching green lights. It's something we can all do, as well as realize that the yellow and the red lights in our life eventually turn green. This is Green Lights. Tap the link in the description of today's podcast episode to pick up your copy of Green Lights. And don't miss my interview with Matthew McConaughey on episode 437 of First Class Fatherhood. And just pulling it back into you as a dad here, then Gotham, what type of disciplinarian are you as a father? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Yeah, I, you know, I'm not like, I'm not hardcore. I'm not, you know, um, I grew up, you know, in a pretty, pretty um, traditional immigrant family, you know, and then I went to a very traditional school. I would say, you know, having moved to the West Coast now, we're probably more on the progressive side of the spectrum. I think I believe in setting expectations, you know, with my son, but really, and especially at this age, now it's his responsibility. And like when he doesn't sort of hit those expectations, sure, it's disappointing to us, but it's really like it's making him accountable to himself, to, you know, his friends or teammates or or his teachers, etc. So we're very much into, especially again this year, like creating a certain amount of structure and then letting him kind of have the freedom to navigate within that. But, you know, like we're one of those parents is like, you know, you set up your chores and you set up your, you know, these, these responsibilities. And only once you're able to, you know, if you're able to do that, then you can kind of play the video game, screen time, screen time, et cetera. But, you know, we're, we're not, we're not hardcore. I've never been like, you know, too much of a disciplinarian. Um, it's really like empowering him and, and helping him make the right choices and owning them. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well said. Yeah. It's, it, the screen time has been just uh, so hard to control this year with the pandemic because we, we I felt like my wife and I had a good uh, gauge on this right beforehand. And now it's just, you know, now they're on the social media, not social media, but they're on their computers, their laptops for school. It's it's become a little bit more hard to kind of gauge all that stuff. But uh, what about for your son? How has it been for him? Like, does he get a chance to be around these guys when you're doing the work? Has he been around Brady and get a chance to be around? I would imagine it's got to be a great experience for your son what is he what is his response to uh, a lot of your work and has he seen the documentaries yeah yeah he loves it he's a huge sports fan you know i never really pressured him to like um to necessarily love sports or necessarily love the teams that i love i grew up in boston but i haven't really lived there for more than half my life and he's a kid who's you know grown up in los angeles and i told him like you can be any team but the lakers you just can't be a lakers fan or a yankees fan but other than that um, you can be anything. And he's actually, you know, I've obviously from watching games with me, he's become a pretty diehard Boston fan, even though he's never lived there. Um, but yeah, look, I think also, you know, I part of I think what I do is, you know, it's not just like the filmmaking, the storytelling, it's the relationship building. So Tom has become, you know, a partner in the company, a good friend, you know, Steph Curry working with him. So these are relationships. And, and part of, you know, building a relationship is like, I know Steph's kids, kids, you know, Steph knows um, my son, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been great. And I think the best part for him is to see, wow, like these amazingly successful athletes who do these incredible things and win championships, like, Look how one, how hard they work. They don't just show up. And two, like, oh, by the way, they're real human beings. They're also dads. They're also, you know, like they have other aspects of their life and they have to learn how to balance all of those things. So even when you have success at the highest level, you know, 
it doesn't mean anything if you have ruined relationships all over. And so I think he's seen in particular some of the people I've worked with, you know, they're really good, good guys, good people, and they balance their lives, you know? Yeah, right on with that. Religion of Sports also has a podcast. What 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 is the podcast all about? Where can the listeners are here when they tune in? Yeah, so you know we have a podcast called Now for Tomorrow that launched a couple um, months ago now. Um, actually, when the pandemic first started, which was really about like in this situation where we all have to feel back, be socially distant, be remote. Like, what can we learn? What can we take with us to the other side of this? Um, we're also launching a whole bunch of podcasts in the next few months that really are kind of more along the lines of like the storytelling that we're, um, you know, that we do in the video side. Um, but you can find, you know, all our social handles on Instagram and Twitter and, and Facebook and find out more there. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I'm going to drop a link in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can get over there, check it out, check out more about you. What other kind of plans or projects or goals you have for this year? I mean, I know we got the Simone Biles uh, coming up. You, the podcast's obviously coming up. What other kind of goals or plans yeah. do you have for yourself for the future? So we have another big project um, we're doing with Tom Brady um, called Man in the Arena, which is really looking back at the 20 years in New England, the nine Super Bowl seasons, and having him break down again, not just what happens on the field, and, but what was he able to learn from those incredible runs that made him not just a better athlete, but a better, better, you know, father, better husband, better, better friend, etc. Um, so that's a big, exciting series. And and now it was originally nine episodes. It's now ten episodes, um, courtesy of his last uh, Super Bowl a few weeks ago. Um, and then we have a whole bunch of stuff we're building out more on kind of the social side, digital side. Like I said, launching all the podcasts. So the company's really growing, which is exciting because it started as you know simple ideas like. I called it why sports matter, you know, sports is a language through which to talk about the things that are most important to us. So whether it's on the human potential side, social justice, which has become, you know, something that, you know, has been talked about through sports for for decades. But certainly in this moment, I think we're using sports as a language to talk about social justice, etc. So, you know, there's an endless series of stories. The Olympics is something, you know, the Simone story was supposed to obviously launch last year for the Olympics, but now it's sort of um, extended into this year. And I think it's, you know, for Simone, her biggest battle was always herself, her her mental health, about her mental game, which athletes talk about a lot. And I think that's, you know, just something that's intensified over the last year as she's had to push back. So pretty compelling story, incredible athlete and uh, someone we're excited to to sort of work with. Yeah, awesome stuff, Gotham. Very exciting. And, and the last thing I'm going to hit you with here, I, I love to ask all the dads that are get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Have fun. You know, I mean, it is the greatest adventure. And no matter what kind of advice you've heard from um, someone like me or anyone else, I mean, it's uncharted. It's completely uncharted. But I think if you do it with devotion and you do it with, you know, love and compassion, um, the sort of payback is is um, unlimited. And so, you know, have fun with it. Um, it's the most precious thing. Um, be compassionate and, uh, you know, in, embrace it as the adventure that it really is. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been a lot of fun for me. I'm going to say Gotham Chopra, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thanks, man. I enjoyed it.
back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Gotham Chopra for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you lock it in for Friday's episode. Gotham's father, the legendary meditation self-help author, Deepak Chopra joins me right here on First Class Fatherhood. Make sure you follow me over there on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. Got some great ones on the way. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.